0: A good day and welcome to episode 81 of the Plus One Player Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Steve, and this week I'm joined by the queen of the androids, or apparently now the dumpster queen, Kate. I don't know what's happening in the Discord these days, but Kate is with us. How are you doing, Kate?
1: I'm good. My My interests are trash. That's why I'm the dumpster queen. Oh,
0: okay, okay. <laughs> Just it, surrounded it by great, trash. Yeah, your avatar that Tim of Evil Tim Industries made for you is fantastic. He, it's it, yeah. Kate with a crown And uh, she's basically Oscar the Grouch. Yeah, on Oscar the Grouch's body. So just a reason why you should join the Discord. And this week, once Mm -hmm. again, joined by the man who always has the high ground, Matt O'Neill. Hello, Matt. It's good to be back. Good to be back. (laughs) You've been (laughs) on such a hot streak. Because again, we're missing Matt Martinez, so we gotta fill it in with. We gotta have a Matt on the show. Mm-hmm. Who that, knows where he that's, is? That's how the show. That's actually in the the constitution of Plus One Players. There needs to be a Matt on the show. Without without a Matt, we we fold. That's it. There I must always
1: be a Matt in Winterfell. Yes,
0: There's <laughs> always going to be amendment. <laughs> yes. So how are you both doing on this lovely? It's finally lovely out. Oh so my this gosh. Wednesday evening.
1: It's so nice out. Absolutely yes.
0: swell absolutely yeah. I'm doing good. That's good. Matt, how are you doing? I just, I'm doing great, Steve. <laughs> See? We're all doing well. It's been, it's been a, it feels like these weeks have just been flying by, but it's good because that means summer's right around the corner, and I'm getting very excited about that. Otherwise, you know, I've been pretty good myself, and uh, like I said, the sunshine has, it elevates the mood, and I got a long weekend coming up. It's Memorial Day weekend, but I also have Friday off. So four-day weekend for ya boy. Oh. And I'm going to game because oh I'm getting Dragon Age Inquisition oh, tomorrow. I'm so
1: excited. In the mail. Ooh. I'm very
0: excited. It's actually a funny story about that. So my sister gave me an Amazon gift card. So shout out, Karen, for watching her psychopath dog. I love him. He's just a psycho. He's a Thanks, great dog, Karen. but he's, he's a lunatic. So she gave me an mm-hmm. Amazon gift card. And so I check Monday night on PSN to see how much Dragon Age Inquisition was, mostly because I saw, Kate, that you like to tweet that was just a meme that was like, hey, Game of Thrones fans, go play yep. Dragon Age or yes. something like that. So I was like, all right, maybe this is the time for me to actually give this a go. I don't really have anything tying me down right now game-wise. So I look on PSN, 40 bucks for the Game of the Year edition. Look on Amazon, oh, it's 30 bucks. Amazon gift card, free money. The fucking next day, it goes on sale on PSN for $10. <sighs> so now <sighs> I try to cancel the order. It hadn't shipped yet. They wouldn't let me cancel it because they said they were preparing to ship it. I was like, "Motherfuckers, just don't ship it."
2: Yeah. we have to prepare though. Yeah. Before so we can <laughs> stop I stop. I wrote an it. angry
0: letter to Bezos, <laughs> and I was like, "Hey, hey, hey, Bezos, I got a bone to pick with you, pal." He didn't get back to me. I'm a little stunned. I feel like he would really wow, be, rude. you know, front lines. So I'm, I, now I kind of have to wait because I kind of want to get it and return it so I can just get the ten dollar re- fucking yeah, game. Yeah,
1: just return it like just send yeah, it back as just as you get it.
0: that's what i did it was it was Beasus quite literally house. the difference of 12 hours has made this a lot more taxing of a process than it should have been but i am excited to play dragon age if that's yeah, any consolation I,
1: i'm excited to live vicariously through your first foray into dragon age world
0: i'm gonna have some things to talk about so i have I'll
1: i feel answer like we'll have all your lore questions all perfect
0: i'm sure Doesn't i'll have tons.
1: Best. yeah
2: you get to be the lore repository. Oh, I you know, am. Someone I starts am. a new game.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, somewhere somewhere. Game. Matt Martinez is just, like, stroking his chin going, mm, yes, lore. <laughs> <His> <laughs> Who knows where he is, He's been MIA for weeks. We don't even know when he's coming back. But that kind of leads us into where Manny is this week. And I got to tell you, he is denying the existence of graphite on the ground in Chernobyl. He's den- he's denying it's there. And so now we don't know we don't know what that means for him. But uh Chernobyl's pretty fucked. Did he I didn't look into, into the
1: core? I hope he didn't look he into the core. He might have looked.
0: He oh might have looked God. into the core. I hope he didn't. It's we again, he's had a tough spell these cast past couple of weeks. Has. Okay. You know, the pirate year <laughs> on King's Landing going just haywire, and now he's I don't know why he that, decided to go to Chernobyl <laughs> in nineteen eighty six. That was a weird <laughs> strategy. <laughs> so we hope he is all good. <laughs> it's it's fine. It's no more than a chest x-ray. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. No more than a chest x-ray. So Godspeed pal. But while he's out there, we had to keep the house clean because graphite's everywhere. So please follow oh, us no. on social media. We are at plus one player on Twitter and Instagram, and that's at plus the number one player. And you can find us on Facebook, which is Facebook.com slash plus one player. So go check out all the social media sites to stay up to date with what's going on in the website, which of course is plus one there you'll find all of our content, which a great new review from our very own Matt O'Neill about Superland. So go check that out on plusoneplayer.com. And you can also find links to Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash plusoneplayer. And, of course, a link to our Discord community. Like I mentioned, you can go see some awesome avatar work by our very own Evil Tim of Evil Tim Industries oh, yeah. if you join our Discord community. So come on and join the fun, unless, of course, you're racist, in which case you can just pick up that graphite. It won't do any harm. <laughs> 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 and so after all of that if you've enjoyed the content we produce if you enjoy hanging on discord think of heading on over to patreon.com slash plus one player and if you're feeling generous throw us a buck or two because every single dollar you give us will go right back to the show to make it the best podcast it could possibly be we have an amazing group of supporters and since this is the last episode of the month we'll be shouting them out at the end of it so we'd love it if you would join that rad group And of course, can't finish up housekeeping without mentioning the biggest Patreon supporter, and that's the sponsor of the show, Nerdiest Brands, but of course I'll tell you about that before the topic of the podcast, and with that, the house is clean. And so on episode 81, we are going to play another round of Guess That Game, which of course is where we'll say you know two to three vague sentences about a video game, and then the others will have a combined six questions to try to figure out what that game is, and We'll be hopping into the topic of the podcast after that, which this week is all about climaxes and endings of games. Was it good for us is what we're going to be talking about (laughs) on episode 81. (laughs) So we'll be talking about the endings in games that really struck us and stuck out to us, as well as some endings that felt a little lame, left us unsatisfied, Uh. wanting more. So, we'll get into all that in this episode. And then to round it off, instead of doing Passion Notes, instead of doing Indie Spotlight, we actually have a plethora of voicemails. So, we have four voicemails, and they all range from a couple of the different topics that we've spoken about over the past few weeks. So, we're going to play all four of them, and then we're going to have a little discussion about that to end out the show. Try to do a little something differently because, you know, some weeks we don't have voicemails, and this week we have a ton of voicemails. So, let's give it the time it deserves. And that will be episode 81. We'll fade off into Memorial Day weekend, where hopefully everybody has a great time. Yep. And so... Stay safe. It is... Stay safe indeed. Watch out for the graphite.
1: Don't drink and drive.
0: Definitely don't do that. So who would like to kick off Guess That Game? I will. Alrighty.
2: Let's see. This is my first Guess That Game description an immigrant father and his estranged son embark on a world-spanning bonding experience
1: okay i have a i have a inkling perhaps it's yes or no questions right yeah okay yes is this a recent game
0: yes recent game so how like how recent is recent are we talking like the past 2 years recent yes okay past 2 years okay I kind of want to say it's God of War, but, like, Atreus isn't estranged. Is that your guess? I mean, we still have three more questions yeah. after that. So, That's yeah, I'm going to go with God of War.
1: Oh, okay. It's God
2: of War. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that was my guess. Yeah. Isn't he? I thought he, he's... Wasn't it like no, he was... Kratos, well, I thought, was gone for, like, a while.
0: Yeah, so Kratos, after three, ba- like somehow he goes into like the, the the you know the Norse mythology universe, some rift and something he gets there, and Atreus is his son though.
1: Yeah, yeah, but like, they're I'm like not- he's he kind of estranged. They're, like, they're estranged, not, like, yeah. He didn't yeah. raise him since he was a baby, right?
0: I believe he did. Yes. Oh, yeah, because he the, the idea is in his absence since three, he's had that kid with with Faye. Yeah, but I thought he was kind of like out of the. Because he, that's
2: why... I he, thought
1: he was too.
0: I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty
2: sure he raised him. Anyone is familiar with the God of War lore, please confirm or <laughs> deny whether Kratos <laughs> and Atreus were estranged.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that he was raised by Kratos, but Kratos was trying, because Kratos had given up being a god pretty much. Like, that axe was actually phased. That wasn't his. Right. So... I, I'm pretty sure he was raising him. Corey Barlog, can you clarify yeah. the domestic situation? He is, We he's know an you avid listen listener. every week. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. So, Kate, why don't you go next? Because you sure. you're on the same page there.
1: Okay. My first guess that game is a meek little prince causes mass destruction in order to fix his father's mistakes.
0: Oh,
2: I know what it is, but I'm not gonna guess. Oh wow.
0: <laughs> Let's I went Steve to ask questions.
1: Okay.
0: Um, <laughs> see is this like is this a game I've played?
1: I don't think so. Actually I know so. You have not played it.
0: Okay. <laughs> is this a recent release past three years? Mm-mm. So it's an older game. It's an older game. Is this the Lion King?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. Remember that part
0: where Simba caused mass, mass <laughs> destruction? destruction? <laughs> <laughs> Stampede, man. Stampede. <laughs> Was this a console exclusive game?
1: Mm, yes.
0: Is this a Final Fantasy game? No. Uh, <laughs> was that five questions? So I have one left?
1: Yeah. I think.
0: Yeah, I think it was. Is it a PlayStation game?
1: Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you another hint. It is a series. And I do think one of the series was on Xbox. But it's predominantly been on PlayStation.
0: I am stumped okay. on this one. Yeah.
1: Okay, Matt?
0: It's... Katamari Damasi?
1: Yes, oh, correct. God damn it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Very good. I,
3: it's come
1: up in conversation da. recently, so I was like, I'll see if they can get it.
0: Yeah, no, there's no chance <laughs> I would have ever got that. So my <laughs> first one is Not many straight roads found on this destructive path towards victory. To the victor go the bittersweet spoils.
1: First question. Is this based on a movie? Tied into a movie? No. No.
0: Okay.
2: This game come out in the last three years. No. Is this a first person game? It is not. Is it a side scroller? No.
1: Okay. It's not first person. It's not a side scroller. It's not Mad Max. Is it not Mad Max? I I asked if it was based on a movie or tied into a movie, and he said no. Oh, okay.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah. because
1: that was my only guess.
2: I was just going to say, like, wait a minute. That's not first person. I'll give
0: you a hint that I have talked about this series recently on podcast episodes.
1: Oh, okay. I think I know what it is, but I can't remember the name exactly. (laughs) Okay. I think I'm ready to guess, but I'll let Matt ask more questions
2: is driving an element in this
0: game yeah um, i'll just guess is it open world no no i would not classify this as open world
1: okay i'm gonna guess is it streets of rage
0: no it's not streets of rage is, is it streets of rage a side scroll? I
1: don't know. Yeah, so, I yeah. I just yeah, remember him talking about I, it. <laughs> I, no,
0: streets I did I rage, did a streets of rage as a guest that game like months ago. Oh. I'm talking about like within the last like couple of weeks I talked to, I had oh, definitely brought okay, up this series. I think I series. got
1: it confused with a oh, It's a line. series.
0: Oh, okay. Hang on.
2: Now yeah, I know hit there. what Okay, it's, I'll
1: let Matt say it. Rage 2. <laughs> <laughs> it came out years ago. <laughs>
0: it came out years ago. It is not Rage uh, 2. Uh, Any other do guessers? my other guess? Twisted, yeah, metal. Twisted yeah. metal. Twisted oh. Metal. Twisted yeah. Metal. Oh. I think I was so getting the, those
1: two names confused in my
0: head. Yeah, because more specifically, it was like Twisted Metal Black, because every character has an ending to their story, but they're all like pretty semi-tragic endings. Right. Okay. Oh,
1: okay. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. So there it is. Matt o, never you're up straight again. Because it's twisted. It's twisted, uh-huh. get it?
2: <laughs> Clever. An intrepid reporter exposes not only the inadequacies of the American mental health care system, but also his camcorder's battery life.
0: I know, I know what this it... is. Yeah. <laughs> Any questions? <laughs> is it a horror game?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Depending on your point of view.
0: Speaking of point of view, is it a first-person point of view? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I think we got it. <laughs> okay, you can guess. <laughs> Just all Go right. Ahead. It's uh Outlast.
1: Outlast. Yes, outlast. Yeah. yeah.
2: Outlast was
0: awesome. I shouldn't have thrown in that last thing.
1: Yeah, if you had oh. left the camcorder part out, uh, I don't know I, why
0: I was like, leaning I thought... towards that right when you said journalist and mental health asylum, or like the that was it? yeah the mental yeah. institution. That's when I was like, yeah, that is, that's what that was. I don't know that why I game. thought it
2: was like too vague, and was like, eh, I'll throw one more thing in. Yeah. That was another <laughs> game you had to play
0: with headphones on in the dark, just really, oh. really get into it. That's mm-hmm. good, real good one. It's probably like my favorite horror game. I know now. Definitely, there's, uh, man of medan coming out. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, and August. Very excited about that. All right, Man of medan, okay. your next one.
1: Okay. He never asked for this dystopian near future where what it means to be human is up for debate.
0: I think I have a guess, but I'm going to ask, is this a game you've been saying I should play because I like the Metal Gear Solid series?
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> All right, I think I got it. <laughs>
1: okay.
2: Okay, I think this game is part of a series. Yes. All right, I
0: think I I think I, I can guess too. Okay. All right, I'll let you go on this one. It's, I guess the last one we both knew. <laughs> is this deus ex human revolution
1: correct
0: okay nice yeah that one i actually i think i i I re-downloaded it on my ps3 so now it's just you know eventually if i get to it yeah
1: but i do have because i I have
0: mankind divided on ps4 i just need to download it well
1: human revolution is better story so
0: so you've said yeah (laughs) all right my next one imagination is paramount as you hunt down this treasured reptile creativity is your ally as you avoid detection from your elders
1: hunt down a reptile
0: (laughs) think of like a famous reptile and then ask questions from there it's a very famous reptile this guy
1: is it is it a fictional reptile or yeah it's a fictional reptile godzilla
0: (laughs) it's
2: not godzilla I'll tell you that I don't much. Think there's a game Godzilla. where
1: you hunt down Godzilla.
2: Hunt down this reptile. and Get advice from your elders. No, you. No, you
1: hide avoiding... from your elders. Oh, yeah, hide you... from
0: your elders. Yeah, you all. You can't be seen by the old people. Does this game involve
2: building? No. I right, never mind.
0: <laughs> I had a guess. Do you have any questions? Um, is this game in first person? No, it's not. I'm going to toss you a hint. This is a PS1 era game.
1: Is the reptile, like, famous outside of this video game? Like, in movies and books and stuff? Or no? Just Not in the movies
0: and... Well, I don't, no, he didn't have an appearance in that movie. But not in movies and books, but he is famous from something
1: else. Okay, not just from the game.
0: Yeah, because the, the game is famous from something else. Okay. The game is famous from something else? Yeah,
1: because so the game is based Bowser. off of something.
2: Oh, it's based off. Okay, oh, okay, so it couldn't
1: be Bowser because he's no from games first, and it's not Godzilla, but it's it is Godzilla. based on something. Yeah,
2: famous reptile. Now, are you being like cheeky, where it's not a real reptile?
0: It's like
1: I mean, if it's a fictional animal.
0: Well, because you know, reptile, dinosaur, that type, that type of reptile. It's like okay, a okay. Scaly, I, I, a scaly I wanted to boy. make sure it wasn't like the guy's name's like snake no no no, no something yeah, like yeah. that oh. I'm, yeah i'm talking about like an actual this would okay. classify in, in that you know in that family
1: okay
2: why am, i'm so i'm so stuck on like figuring out what the reptile is i can't that like, honestly
0: if you figure
2: that, that out that then would you'd figure out the game
0: yeah because you'll you'll know what the reptile is from to lead you to the game i feel like you're running out of questions though
1: okay is this is this a a japanese franchise it for is like not. Japanese origin, okay. Nope, so it's Western.
2: This is gonna be some game we don't know. I know. <laughs> just, oh yeah, no, I'd be st-
0: stunned if you got this game. <laughs> mm.
1: <sighs> but do you think we know the reptile?
0: Does does the reptile talk? In well, in one episode of the show, he technically did, but it was oh, not really show oh, a show. Yeah, he was. It wasn't. You know. I can't really go much further than that. So
2: he's not doesn't usually talk,
0: but it's yeah. no, yeah. He's not known for talking. Yeah, no. This was all <laughs> right, so I'll give you a, a my last hint before we have to get some final guesses. This was based this game is based off of one of my favorite cartoons growing up.
1: Okay. I think I I think I have an idea, but I don't know the name well, like what the name of the game is. But I think I figured out who the reptile is. Okay. So I think it's Reptar.
0: From it is Reptar. Oh, I was thinking Reptar. I <laughs>
4: but don't I don't know think. what the
1: Rugrats game
0: is. It was actually Rugrats: The Search for Reptar. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I oh used God, to play was... that all the time as a kid. It was actually pretty good game. Pretty good wow. game. <laughs> the Search for yeah. Reptar. <laughs> all right, so Matt, you're up again. Okay. So my
2: final game, my description is nautical nonsense ensues when a ship captain takes on more cargo than he was prepared for.
1: Nautical nonsense ensues what?
2: When a ship captain takes on more cargo than he was prepared for.
1: Oh, I think I know this one.
0: Is it just Sea of Thieves?
2: No.
1: Is this an indie game?
0: Yes. (laughs) Oh, is this the game that both of you played? Both of us have played it. Recently?
2: Fairly recently.
0: Okay, then it, it, I think I got it. Yeah, <laughs> is it Oberdin? Return of the Oberdin? Yes, it is. All right, boom. It's not a lot
2: of ship games, so I guess that was, yeah,
0: that was kind of like at guess first guess I was like CFBs? maybe Assassin's Creed Black Flag. I was like maybe <laughs> that. And then Sea of Thieves. Yeah, there's For a so minute, many pirate when games. You, when you said nautical nonsense, I. Thought it was um, SpongeBob. I that was the that is the intent. most kind the way intent. of putting it. <laughs> what happened on that <laughs> boat? It's not a What happened nonsense. on that boat? <laughs> All right, Nautical Kate, your last one. Um, I new-ish. only brought two. Sorry, I thought
1: we oh, were only supposed to have right. two.
0: Yeah. Well then, I will jump into it with my last one. The amount of people coughing is eclipsed only by the amount of death.
1: Is that like the main plot point? Or is that just, like, a setting thing? Yeah,
0: no. Well, it's it's a little bit of both, actually. Is there a lot of smoking in this game? <laughs> <laughs> there is fire involved, for sure. I wouldn't say, like, people are, like, actively smoking or anything.
1: Is this a first-person game?
0: No, it's not. Okay. Well, think about a lot of death. There's a lot of death involved.
1: Is the death related to the coughing?
0: No, they are just a lot of both. <laughs>
1: Okay, so it's not like people get like a coughing disease and die in the game.
0: Not that I have seen.
1: Okay, it's <laughs> just a lot of coughing. Just
2: a lot just of coughing. A coffee. lot of coughing. Is this a game where your main objective is to kill someone?
0: Just kill everything, pretty much. Just kill anything, anything, anything. Yeah, yeah. That's from what I've gathered. So you haven't played it. I've played some. Okay.
1: Okay. Is it? Is this a? Is this a very new game?
0: Not very new, but... It, oh. Okay. Within, within the... It definitely within the past five years. I think within Uh-oh. four, maybe. Kill a lot, and you cough a lot. I just said yeah. there's a lot... <laughs> no. I, whoa, 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 whoa. You I did. said there's a lot of death. I didn't say so, you kill a lot. Well, didn't...
1: You said the objective Wait, was I to just kill said everything. the
0: objective was to kill everything. Yeah, no, there... Uh, yeah, but I didn't say... You might not succeed, true. I guess. Yeah, that's the point. <laughs> So you are killing, but there's just a lot of death total. In general. Yeah. Is this that like pandemic
2: game where like you have to make a disease <laughs> and like have it kill you the have whole to population? No. You like make a disease. No, you, it's, like, make
0: a disease. <laughs> it's like Or just also yeah. known as the Sims when you throw a party and then take out all the doors. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then start a fire, and then they're all caught. Yep
0: exactly there you go
1: yeah i was gonna guess plague tale innocence but you said it's not brand new so it's not brand new that's not the correct
4: answer
0: death cough yeah. <laughs> death, death cough 2020 the, the famous so game. one one last hint for your final guesses it's a game i have played within the past two months uh, and talked about okay it's been mentioned before
1: i'm gonna guess overwhelmed just because you wrote a review on it
0: it's not overwhelmed.
1: <laughs> I don't know anything. About
0: there's that. no there's no cough there's so a lot I of death in that, but there's no there's no coughing uh, in that.
2: Overcooked.
0: Overcooked. Of all the yeah. people dying from That's eating what poorly prepared food. <laughs> when you burn the garlic, everybody's coughing. Coughing in the kitchen? Yeah. No, it's not that. So I'm just gonna have to tell you now. Yeah. It's bloodborne.
1: Oh. Everybody's
0: coughing in Bloodborne. Like everybody's fucking coughing. Just constantly coughing. Oh. And then you you uh, kill a lot uh, and you yeah. die a lot. Bloodborne. There you go. Okay. I didn't know that.
2: I was thinking Dishonored first
1: because there's like a plague going on in the background. And then I was thinking Plague Tale. So I guess I was like kind of on the right track, but I forgot about Bloodborne.
0: Yeah. You know, sometimes it sneaks up on you. And with that, it is time to move into the topic of the podcast. But before we do, the show is brought to you by our sponsor, Nerdiest Brands. So, are you a fan of some cool nerdy things like Marvel, DC, Overwatch, and many more? If so, check out nerdiestbrands.com for a plethora of rad nerdy gear delivered to you by vendors and designers from all over the world. Don't hesitate and outfit yourself with the best nerdy gear in town with nerdiestbrands.com. That's nerdiest, N E R D I O U S, brands.com. And so, it is time to move on to the topic, which is all about climaxes and endings in games. Of course, it's ones that we've enjoyed, ones that have stuck out to us and have lasted through the annals of gaming history. And then, of course, we'll talk about some ones that just weren't as good, left us wanting more, left us unsatisfied, and wondering what we were ever thinking when we went home with them at 2am in the first place. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So... Who would like to kick things off with just kind of bringing up, let's just go right into it. Let's talk about our all-time favorite ending and why it has been just the number one in our hearts all these years. Or maybe it's recent.
1: Spoilers, obviously. Yes, yeah, spoilers for any about. game
0: we mention. And that's uh, we're not going to say spoilers before every game. That we talk about because no, this is your blanket it, spoiler warning. Yeah, it's warning. an
1: endings episode, so.
0: And if you skip over this to try to get to the good stuff, then that's on you for being spoiled. So, all right, who would like to kick it off with their, their number one choice?
1: I didn't really rank mine, but I have my most sort of recent, really good ending to talk about. Okay,
0: we can go with that.
1: So, I drag on this game a lot, but the ending of Final Fantasy Fifteen was like probably the best ending in a final fantasy um and you, y'all know i played all of them so yes that's that's 15 14 other games um, a
0: lot of final fantasies it
1: is you have to um, wonder
0: what their definition of final actually is
1: <laughs> probably 15 because the their development has slowed down a lot so who knows
2: well when the final game comes out it'll be called finally fantasy
1: Final Final (laughs) Fantasy, yeah. That's
2: what it's all leading to.
1: Yeah, so this, this ending was really good because the game had a lot of problems, but the one thing it did spectacularly were the main characters and their relationships with each other. Yeah. They felt like real people. They felt like real friends. The whole game is about this brotherhood and they go through hell together, blah, blah, blah. And so the ending the main character has to die to reset the balance of the world, And he gives his friends, they get like a final send off. He tells them to walk tall, which is what his father told them when they set off on the journey at the beginning. And it's just, it's really emotional and sad. And what I really liked about it is like, so they do all that, he dies. And then they cut back to like the night before when they're doing their camping thing, which is like how you save in the game. So it's like you kind of revisit that whole thing and they're camping. And he's telling his friends that, like, you know, I have to do this. I have to die. There's no way around it. And they're all sort of like crying. And I'm also like about to cry because it's, you know, it, it feels like real friends having to face this terrible thing together. And one of the things I really liked about it was that I think in general in a video game when the protagonist like is told well you have to die because the gods decreed it like the general video game thing is like we're gonna fight our fate you know like that that's kind of the route that it always goes. And so this was really bittersweet in that like they just he just accepted it with like grace and just kind of did what he had to do to save his planet and yeah, just just the relationship between the four main characters, and they're all sort of crying in like their own way at the end, and then they play um, "Stand by Me" by Florence and the Machine covered it over the end credits, and it it was just like this phenomenal sort of kind of simple ending, but like really bittersweet. If you know anything about Final Fantasy. By the end, the games were usually just, like, nonsense. Like, I don't even know what's happening, <laughs> but I'm still playing it. There's, like, time travel and weir- all this weird shit in all the other games. So I really like that this one just wrapped up with, like, yep, got to save the world. You have to die. Send your friends off. They'll rebuild the kingdom for you. So that is my most recent sort of really good ending.
0: Nice. That sounds like a nice way to kind of keep people happy after what sounds like kind of a disappointing lead-up, where it's just, well, like...
1: Yeah, <laughs> the, I mean... Not the
0: quality you were expecting?
1: Yeah, but, like, and and to be honest, if I was reviewing it before it ended, I probably would have given it, like, a C. And then the ending, like, totally took it up a notch to, like, okay, this is a B game now because this ending was really good. Nice. It's kind of It kind of made struggling through some of the gameplay and a few other things I didn't like worth it because the ending was just so good.
0: Some nice game-saving play there
2: by yes, the end. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> solid, a solid ending can really help... Uh, shape your like final how it leaves a taste for in sure enough, I exactly guess. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah and just like the opposite where a weak ending to like a strong game can really yep. taint
2: what Same you were thing. kind of feeling
0: about it <laughs> yeah yeah
2: for
0: sure Matto, what was your
2: go to ending let's see the first one that I thought of when I was coming up was the ending to Portal 2 mm. uh, does anyone play Portal 2
0: I have not played that one yet uh, however I have seen my buddy play it back in college so i i get okay. the gist of it yeah yeah so it's one of the
2: like best most like strange but also like strangely beautiful endings like in a game i've ever seen so basically what happens is spoilers i have to get into it <laughs> All right, we, we gave we yeah. gave the, the blanket to. spoilers yeah. we're yeah. good i know we're, we're for covered <laughs> for present company yeah i guess but ba- basically like glados the villain from the first game after you defeated her you end up like finding her in the bowels of the installation and you need to like team up with her to now defeat this new this other like program this other like intelligence core that was helping you at first but now it turns out to be like this crazy megalomaniacal like artificial intelligence and you have to team up with her now to kind of get to, to him and deactivate him and stop him from destroying the whole facility uh, and basically, you get the end, you beat him, you shoot him off into space, and then you re- GLaDOS gets reinstalled onto the, like, mainframe or whatever. And basically, she's like, oh, because you've kind of, like, found out more about, like, how she used to be, like, this to Her personality was based off of a human, and now it, like, she used to be, like, you know, the assistant to the guy that founded the whole company, and find out all this stuff about her, and you kind of get a little, you know, like, you almost trying to develop like you know a mutual appreciation for mm-hmm. each other and at the end like she kind of she's reinstalled herself and she's all reactivated and everything and she's like yeah you like uh taught me a lot about about myself that i didn't know was there and like and like now i i know what i need to do and she basically just goes like personality deleted and oh. so she just complete yeah so she just ar- completely erases all of that and she's like Yeah, so, like, that was definitely holding me back. Oh, wow. And basically, you're like, shit, shit, like, you're totally dead now. (laughs) Yeah. uh, But then, like, she starts, like, monologuing. She says, like, I've just, like, oh, I've come to realize that killing you is very, very hard. So that's it. You win. You can just leave now. And she basically, like, as you, like, you can just go in the elevator and you can just leave because it's not worth the effort trying to kill you anymore. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because
2: like basically, like that was the whole thing. Was like you, she tried to kill you like a thousand times the first game, and it just never worked.
0: That's just like GLaDOS becoming super relatable, where it's like you just keep trying to do yeah. something and it's not working. Like yeah, fuck yeah. it. Yeah, I'm yeah gonna gonna waste time going like, that far.
2: <laughs> yeah, she's, she's, yeah, she's basically just like congratulations, you win. And then like you go into the elevator, and then as you're going up, she's like, oh, it's like I'd like to say it's been a pleasure, but it hasn't, or whatever, it's <laughs> something. It's like something like like clever. Yeah. But uh, as you go up, suddenly the elevator stops and opens up and there's all these like turrets just sitting there and you're like well that was a lie <laughs> and you think like well this is like how the game ends like and they just like shoot you and then like although like they close up and they start like singing or not like saying they start like making like a music like little musical number like they're opening up and going like Boop, berp, 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 <laughs> like this making this song and then like the elevator keeps going up and like the the song like continues and then you see this massive room filled with turrets and just like giant one in the background that's like and they all start doing this big like chorus for like with like this song and it's so like (laughs) bizarre and weird but it's also like kind of beautiful because it's like it's a very like soothing melody and and there's like this giant one in the background just going it's like doing all like the bass for the song and then there's like a, a big round one that's supposed to be like an opera singer and it's providing like <laughs> vocals, and it's kind of like oh it's not over till the fat lady sings, oh, like, okay. which is like that was like brought up at some point in the in the game. And then basically like the the song kind of like crescendos and comes to an, and as like you keep going up, like the elevator keeps going up and eventually it ends and you just walk out of the door and you're in this middle of like a cornfield. And you just turn and like you're just completely alone and then you hear a sound coming from behind you and you look and it's the cube from the first game gets like shot out of the door and it's like kind of singed because you like it was the cube that you burned in the first game. She's like congratulations you killed the cube after you said it was your friend (laughs) (laughs) and like she just shoots it back out after you and then that's where the game just ends. That's awesome. That's such a great ending. It's it's the
0: perfect
2: ending for that game. It's so good.
0: Yeah, because I I played through the first one, really enjoyed it, and it's just like the the whole thing with the backlog. Like, I really just need to set aside like a few hours so I can just play through Portal 2. It's so Mm -hmm. good. Yeah, that sounds awesome. So my first one, like the one that I always kind of go back to is kind of being like my number one is The Last of Us, and that... Mostly because that game kind of floored me when I first came out. It was obviously like Naughty Dog does a great job telling those narrative stories. Like the Uncharted series is incredible. And The Last of Us was like end of PS3, beginning of PS4. So they really kind of maxed out what they could get of the PS3. Game ran a lot better on the PS4. I won't lie to you. (laughs) It's a much smoother experience. But what they do is they introduce a brand new cast of characters and Joel and Ellie become two of now my all-time favorites, mostly because of, like, the it's a perfect, like, surrogate-daughter relationship that you got with Ellie and Joel because at the beginning of the game, you have your heart ripped out of you because the first scene is, like, Joel running away from, you know, the everybody's, like, freaking out because the outbreak's starting to happen, and so he's grabbing his daughter, Sarah, they're running away, and there's, like, a, a, a blockade, and they stop them, and then the army guy just like goes to shoot them and so joel grabs sarah tries to get out of the way And of course sarah gets shot and dies and that's how the fucking game starts so it is the most gut-wrenching opener of all time so that sets up why joel is just a miserable fuck the rest of the time and so he's basically a smuggler trying to get things in and out of the cities and then they find out they have to smuggle this girl to basically get him to the fireflies which is the big gang And Ellie is the cure, so they believe, because she has the infection, but it hasn't progressed. And so naturally now you get paired up with Ellie, who's this sassy, spunky, like teenage kid who says what's on her mind. Very curious, very entertaining, but also super capable. Like Joel, obviously, reluctantly starts to teach her things and the bonding experience they have. Because like one of the trophies you could get you have to just listen every time Ellie tells a joke. And so like when she's about to do it, you have to be in the right spot to like trigger it and like hit triangle. So that way she'll tell the joke and you have to listen to like all five of Ellie's jokes. But like little shit like that was the best part of the game because that's this building of this relationship where they really did start fighting for each other. And then when the game flips and like it's third act where all of a sudden now you're controlling Ellie and you're doing everything and you're trying to kind of save the day because Joel's fucked up and nearly dying And so the game flips again because Ellie gets captured. You're now Joel trying to find her, get her to safety, and get her to the Fireflies. And so you get her there, and then Joel comes to find out, oh, yeah, obviously the way to figure out if we can actually harvest this cure is we're going to have to kill her. Like, that's kind of how medicine works and studying this type of shit. And so Joel freaks out. And this was that part of the game, because there were a few times where, like, you could choose to do something or not do something. Like, it wasn't overwhelming in that game, the option of choice. But there was enough to make me, at this part of the game, see if I could get away with not doing what I knew I had to do, which was kill all of the doctors. And I was just like, I don't want to do this. Like, this is the wrong thing to do. And because, like, Ellie was okay with it. She knew. Like, she, she knew what she was going to do. She wanted to do it and you are forced to kill all the doctors take ellie out of there and then the game is ending they're walking around and now it's kind of rules reverse. joel is the one talking and like trying to like you know lighten the mood and ellie clearly has something on her mind and then she just asks him she's like what happened back there tell me the truth and he's like they try you know like i had to do it like they were trying to harm you or something like that i forget the exact word it's been a while since i played through it so Joel fucking lies to her. You realize Joel is really the bad guy in all this. And it's like heartbreaking. And that's how the game ends. And it's just like, oh my God. And that's why so many people were like, this game could have just ended. We didn't need a sequel. Fuck those people. Yeah. We needed a sequel. I need to play the rest of this game. I need to see where these characters end up. And everything looks amazing. Ellie is going to be a badass in this game. Just like she was in the last one. Goddamn that ending gives me chills just thinking about it because like man like you didn't want to do it it was like you were Mm. literally like i don't want to do what the game is making me do right now i sat there for as long as i could i wanted to see if i could just force a cutscene or something and i think i sat there for like 10 minutes and nothing happens i'm like fuck i really gotta do this
1: (laughs) that's always like a really powerful moment in gaming cuz i've had that co- happen to me in a couple games as well cuz like yeah you know it's it's different than watching a movie where like a character is doing something you don't want them to do cuz mm-hmm. you you don't have any control in a video game yeah. it's like you have the illusion of control um obviously if the story's not going to progress you have to do it but you're still like put the one pushing the buttons and everything so that yeah it's always a interesting moment i
0: mm-hmm. feel like with that too like we all kind of have different ending choices for like that number one where so yours was more like this ending kind of saved the game and made you know a mediocre game into an actual you know solid game like an enjoyable experience something that i'm gonna remember and then Matto, you had one where it was more like this ending was so like just subverting your expectations to the point where it was actually matching the pace and like the tone of the game and then this one was more like it, it felt like you wanted to take control of the character and you couldn't and it was just forcing you to do an ending that you didn't want to 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 like see but you knew you had to see it yeah so it's mm-hmm. like all these different feelings that these endings evoke just because you know that the game is it's coming to an end you know like this is the final road and, like i feel like this is kind of hot in the streets cuz everybody's freaking out about game of thrones and that and people are making petitions cuz they're all dumb and so it, like it's kind of just that thought like why finales and just endings in general are kind of just so emotional because I think after you've spent so much time with just any cast of characters, there's just that natural attachment where now you have a vested interest in them one way or the other. So you want to see them go a certain way. And so in, in the case like the last one where I couldn't go the way I wanted Joel to go, it really just left a mark on me because like I always thought about you know man what if he tells ellie what he really did and so that's why we need a sequel so all you yeah. people say we didn't need a sequel that game was perfect yeah the game was perfect but we need a fucking sequel so just just let it happen people it's happening
2: i wonder if that'll even like come into play
0: oh i think it like, will <laughs> mm. i'm very curious it's i'm curious cause everything's like, been so cryptic ah love it
2: right yeah i don't think we really don't know anything yeah just injecting oh, into what, my what veins. the plot's gonna be Yeah, it's fantastic. (laughs) Intravenous.
0: (laughs) So with that, what would you say are some other elements that you look for in an ending to actually make it memorable for you? Like, what is something that's actually going to make you go, oh, this was what I was either hoping for or that was unexpected or, you know, that was fine. They're just like, you know, that was fine. Right. Any of those experiences, too.
2: What I'm always a sucker for is the last stand sort of ending mm. where it's like a game where your character basically put into this impossible to survive scenario yeah and it's basically just like fight for your life it's oh like, yeah. or last as long as you can but basically like your your dooms inevitable so one of those is like Red Dead Redemption yeah first one yeah 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 where it's basically you're fighting like the, all the fucking whatever the marshals guys or the are. marshals i, th- I, and, th- I like, think the that was actually coming. yeah
0: that oh yeah and it. they're
2: Those fighting guys them. the worst and then like you walk out of the barn and you just you have like the, the quick draw meter and yeah you shoot as many as you can before they take you down eventually yeah it's it's like that's when i'm always a sucker for that yeah. All, like go- going down in a blaze of glory. Oh, yeah. Like, especially one last with, like, sort of hurrah.
0: The soundtrack on that game, too, was so perfect for that moment. Like, mm-hmm. god damn. What a moment that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very, like, it's
2: also, like, just, like, emotional. It wasn't just, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm going down like a badass. It's, like, you have, like, the closure with your family and everything. Right, and right. They... Yeah. And then how it immediately switches, like, once he dies, it switches to your son. Yep. And now you're him and you're coming back to find the leftovers yeah yeah exactly that's that's, what it was yeah old leftover jack yeah and then it kind of like goes into him and his own thing i'm like i don't
0: i don't really count that's more of an epilogue yeah Yeah, exactly yeah yeah oh yeah because that i remember that ending when that happened because you you feel like you're kind of in the clear for a while you're like oh this is probably how the epilogue is like i got my family now you've been like friendly with Mm -hmm. uncle and uncle was annoying as hell (laughs) so Mm -hmm. like that moment where you open that barn door and you're like oh man (laughs) this is really how it ends for but no it was like just the perfect it was also like a perfect rock star ending like that was rock star in a nutshell where it's like let's just fucking shoot everything that this group of people has at, at this one guy (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i agree like those those elements where it's kind of like the the mission impossible style thing where you know you're going up against all odds like i feel like the most recent tomb raider was very similar to that and it wasn't necessarily like oh you know you knew she wasn't gonna make it out like we all kind of knew like lara's gonna be okay Mm. but it was just kind of the stakes of like how everything built up and then just those action-packed sequences because again like I feel like the, the best endings usually come from these, like, kind of narrative-driven games just because... Yeah, of course. Like, I, I just, uh, even, like, an RPG, like, because, like, it's tough to see, like, where was the original ending in some of these RPGs because there's so many different, like, various quest lines that Right. it's kind of tough to, like, narrow down, like, that one big moment that it's like, oh, yeah, this is finished. So the the Tomb Raider ones are always entertained to me because they kind of mix and match the combat with the actual... Cinematic scenes, and it kind of makes it for like just a thrilling finale of a movie almost that you get to play. So I'm a big fan of those moments. Yeah, another game that does that, like I, we've mentioned it before, me and Matt M have mentioned it before, it was Halo Reach, where yeah,
2: at the end of that one, like the the mission like objective thing just comes up and it just says survive. Yeah, <laughs> you just you just you just have to fight endless waves of enemies like over and over and over <laughs> until eventually like you just die.
0: and that's the end of that game like the level like the level just
2: goes on and on and on forever until like you're dead so you can like theoretically you could just keep playing it (laughs) that's
0: wild but like it's sort of like inevitable like you're you're gonna die (laughs) what about you Kate what are some of the elements that you look for
1: I mean I in general really like like a tragedy in the classic sense where everything is leading to a point where it can go and it can only go one way. So I think kind of like the last of us ending, like you were saying, you know, it's, it's surprising or like you didn't want him to do that, but you completely understand why based on everything that led to that point, he's bonded with her, you know, he, he's going to choose her. Um, So, you know, I, I like when there is like a twist or a surprise like that, but then in hindsight you can kind of say, well, it makes total sense, you know, this or that. And, I, again, like, with John Marston and his ending in Red Dead too, I think it also makes sense, like, you know, this this game was, like, pretty gritty. Like, is it really going to just have, like, a peaceful, happy ending where he's a farmer yeah, for the exactly. rest of his life? No. Mm-hmm. He's done a lot Old of bad Old Farmer things. John. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. So, I, I really like any story that kind of, like, sets up all the pieces and then has it play out, you know, in, in the way that it was set up to – you know it doesn't have to be tragic in the sense that like the main character dies or whatever it usually is because that's kind of miserable shit that i like but
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's like said again yeah. dumpster queen kate cause
1: yeah her interests are trash, are trash. <laughs> yeah but i like you know i like final fantasy sevens ending is is satisfying as well and like not everybody dies but like it's you know you set up this inevitable confrontation with a villain and it plays out and you know it's really satisfying so that that's kind of what I like um another another one that's like kind of in that vein is um Metal Gear Solid 3 where you know you you face off against the boss at the end in that beautiful field of flowers you're forced to execute her which was a button press I didn't want to do um but you have to
2: (laughs) what happens if you don't push the button I don't know I waited like a while or I think you, you have stand to, there. yeah. Yeah, you have y- you to. You gotta do it. But
1: then you kind of get this, like, reveal after you, like, you culminate your relationship with Eva and everything, and then you get this reveal of, like, well, the boss didn't actually betray you. She didn't betray your country. And then all those pieces sort of, like, fall back into place retroactively, and it all clicks, and you're like, oh, shit. So that, that kind yeah, of falls and in line with, like...
0: That led to Big Boss being like, well, fuck you guys. I'm not gonna be a pawn in your shit i'm gonna go out and do my own thing
1: yeah and so she was was literally
0: the reason big boss became big boss
1: (laughs) and since that was a prequel like you've kind of been wondering that all along especially when you start mgs3 and like big boss is like kind of this like normal guy that isn't like a huge dick or anything so you're like oh like aren't you supposed to be like this crazy asshole and then (laughs) <laughs> it, it kind of answers that question, so
0: yeah. And then you're like, oh shit! So it was your crazy government that made you into a crazy asshole. That yeah. makes more sense. It all makes right, a lot perfect. more <laughs> sense. Yeah. <laughs> no, I totally agree. Like that ending was because it was just all types of tragic. Because like, like you knew that he wouldn't have wanted to kill her, but he knew that they both know that he had to do it. Like that. He had I know it. Yeah. Talking in circles, but again, that's Kojima. Like that's what he does to my brain. So. I actually kind of want to bounce into it's it's not because this is weird like Metal Gear Solid 2's ending for a couple of different reasons. It's very it's like I don't even know how to describe okay. it because it's yeah it's just very weird in the sense that the ending sequences are incredible. Like right right right. First of all, you you get the colonel going crazy because he's really an AI and he's just saying the most fucked up things weird, in your codec glitching hilarious stuff, yeah. absolutely hilarious. You get ride and run around naked. With one, so he can't actually fight because he has to have one hand covered in his donk. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's the cartwheels. Also, too, if you you got, like, seen by one of the guards and they follow you into the torture room and you go back and lay up against the wall, they would make a comment about the size of your dick. So, anybody who's playing Metal Gear Solid 2, go and try that out. (laughs) And I also love, too, like, when you leaned up against it, the camera just moved perfectly so that the straw and the soda can would cover up Right. The penis, like <laughs> clever Kojima, you got us uh, again. But I just mm-hmm. thought it was hilarious that like he would run around with one hand and, like covering his dick, and he would just only punch with one hand, but he'd still kick. Right. I'm like, why not just let your dong fly? Yeah, like man. is like, this
1: really a concern at this point?
0: Yeah, it's life or <laughs> death. trying to just kill let you. Let it fly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> whatever anyway so you run through there and then you meet up with solid snake and he's back in like the regular solid snake attire you're like damn that's awesome and then you guys just go through like waves of enemies just blast everything and it's awesome too because you don't have to worry about ammo at this point because snake reminds you infinite ammo points to his bandana which is a crazy concept but he's got his infinite ammo bandana so he's totally good so you're just running through enemies blasting them not caring about ammo And then you end up running into Fortune and Snake's like, get out of here. I'll take care of it. And so you just run upstairs and you see a big explosion. It's fine. Everything's fine. Fortune and Snake come Mm -hmm. up. I don't know. He must have ducked to cover. But now you just go and battle like an infinite number of Metal Gear Rays. Like they just keep coming. And so you're just shooting Stinger Missile after Stinger Missile. You're dodging. You're eating up rations. And then it cuts into the cutscene where he's, like, exhausted. And then you come to find out that the whole plant chapter of Metal Gear Solid 2 was all just a simulation and none of it really fucking mattered. Yeah. And so all I was a just big like, mindfuck.
1: what yeah. the fuck? Because, yeah. like,
0: when you're playing you're like, well, this kind of seems familiar to Metal Gear Solid 1. And then at the end, Ocelot's like, that's because it was the it same was s- fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it was just crazy because, like, it was so enjoyable to play. The ending actually made sense in, like, the story of Kojima's lore. Like, I mean, obviously.
1: <laughs> I, I honestly don't know how I felt about it. Because on one hand, it was, like, it was a crazy twist. It does explain a lot, like you were saying. Like, this is really familiar to MGS1. Um, On the other hand, it was just kind of, like, what? And, and yeah. why did I play all of that? I yeah. mean, it definitely puts you in Raiden's shoes, because you're as confused and bewildered as he is. I guess I guess I was, like, kind of okay with the twist, but then, like, they did all this other weird shit with, like... Was it, like, Solidus, like, a mentor or, like, a dad figure to him? And, like, yeah, uh, I mean, more that like, like... Yeah, a Raiden girlfriend. was a child soldier. Yeah, Rose was, like, a fake <laughs> girlfriend, but she also... Was really in love with him. Like, I don't know. It was like, maybe it was like too many twists. Maybe if they had just backed off a little bit, it would have been more um, acceptable to me. I don't know. Oh, yeah.
0: There was a lot going on for sure. I think that the reason that you said that it really made us feel like Raiden, that was what kind of won me over in the sense that I thought it was a decent ending. Because, again, like, gameplay wise, it's a blast, but then you just feel like you've been kicked in the gut. Yeah. But because of that relatability, to Raiden because again like when you first play as Raiden you were under the impression that you were about to play as Solid Snake Snake. and so you were kind of pissed off and so at at this point it kind of puts you in his shoes and makes you like appreciate him a little bit more because you're like well he fucking knew as little as I did so all right I guess we're on the same page so yeah that one it's so tough to classify because like it's it's a weird ending it's Mm -hmm. just so weird it makes it I'll always remember it though that's for sure yeah (laughs) So uh, were there any other good ones we wanted to talk about before we move into some disappointing endings, if we had any?
2: I mean, I guess I guess, if we had one more good to talk about, I was going to talk about um, Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite.
1: Okay, see, got some... we're going to have some contention here, because my, hot, t- Ooh, all my right. hot take is that I did not like the ending to Bioshock Infinite, which I know is a hot take, but...
0: Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> see, this is our right, perfect yes. segue. So, <laughs> perfect. Matt, you have the yes. floor. <laughs> okay. So again like I think like the first original bio I didn't finish it but I know aspects I love the of original. the ending. Yeah, yeah I love and the it is it's really cool. It's a really cool sort of like oh you didn't really have like this whole time you were basically free will. Yeah. Orders and you you thought you were doing your own thing but you never you really didn't have any free will that whole time. Like that that that's pretty neat. Infinite's pr- like yeah I I can see why you like might not like lock- infinite but it's such a mind fuck that i'm like uh, i can't I mean, help but like just be so blown away by it just by how <laughs> like okay so like uh elizabeth is actually your daughter and that like this whole like everything from the beginning was like it's just i i'm trying to like piece it all back together because so, it's like there's so uh, much stuff w- w- yeah was happening.
1: I-, I can try to explain it so <laughs> in in bioshock infinite you play as a dude Booker, who is teamed up with this girl Elizabeth, um, she has the power to sort of jump like through open time and portals, space. like through like, yeah. different like dimensions. And she, yeah, so she can kind of like travel between worlds, like parallel mm. universes, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and yeah, then the yeah, the villain of the place where you are, Columbia, is Father Comstock. He's like this like preacher esque guy who's like really racist and like all this stuff. Um, so you find out that at the end, you find out that Father Comstock is an older Booker DeWitt from another world, or maybe you're the Booker. No, from he's the other from world. this. He's you're, yeah, the, book, yeah, you're the Booker. Yeah, Booker's from another from the world. Other world, and you but, were
2: taken there. You were hired by the um the twins.
1: Oh yeah, the weird twins. They were cool the actually. Weird twins. Yeah.
2: That like you found out that they were actually not twins. They were the same.
1: Yes, they're like, the same person, person from different universes. One hmm. was born male, one was born female, which is also cool. Yeah, so, so in the end, um, a bunch of Elizabeths from all the different dimensions have to kill Booker because it's the only way to prevent Father Comstock from rising up and doing all this terrible shit. <laughs> I, I agree with you that it was like, whoa, crazy twist, mind fuck, you know, all this stuff. My issue with it is then when I sat and thought about stuff, it didn't make sense. <laughs> a lot of stuff retroactively well, how so? doesn't make sense. Well, like first of all, they didn't even have the same voice actor as Booker and Father Comstock, which just felt cheap. Like, like oh, yeah. we'll give it away, so we can't. And I just... guess it
2: was like he was supposed to be older, but it does like why was he so much older? Because <laughs> it was like I don't. I think it's like the Booker of like that universe in the Booker again. I of, think
1: it would have given it away. Comstock, if he yeah. was like. If he was just, like, five or six years older. So he, like, didn't look that much different. So they had to make him old.
2: I think they said somewhere, like, in one of the ancillary, like, little things you can find. That, like, he'd been exposed to so much of, like, the the portal, like, dimensional radiation or something. something. And it made him age more. Which I think (laughs) that was in the first Bioshock, too. They had, like, a reason for that. Which was, like, why the main character. Like, he was the illegitimate son of, um... Oh, of Andrew Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, and he said he was he'd been like genetically modified so he would age faster. So like they've kinda done stuff like that before. Yeah. Where it's like, oh wait, this age doesn't make sense. I got exposed to this and he's older.
1: Yeah. And then like I don't know, the whole so like the big, big thing about Columbia and Bioshock Infinite was like the racial inequality and and you know, it was fueled by Father Comstock's nonsense and whatever. And so, like, you know in Booker's past that he fought in... um Not, like, with Custer, but, like, in those wars against Native Americans. Yeah, it so, was like... So, like, the- I got why the- he would have this, like, latent sort of racism towards them. But it was... The people who were being oppressed in Colombia were black. And I just was like, where did this come from? I think it was
2: just, <laughs> Like, why like- does he
1: hate black people? I don't... This was not set up at all.
2: I I don't... Maybe, like, yeah, that could have been better set up, but I think it was more just, like, playing into that sort of, like, white man's burden, like, racial attitudes of that time. Manifest destiny. Taking that to its sort of, like, logical extreme.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I just... I thought, like, it was a cool ending in a vacuum, but just when I started to go back and think about stuff up until that point, I felt very, like... They could have laid the groundwork a lot better to show how he would have turned into Father Comstock eventually. I guess
2: Mm -hmm. because it wasn't like the Booker, the Booker that chose to get baptized would turn into Comstock, and then like the Booker that didn't was the one who ended up having Elizabeth. Yes, and then like what was it like the whole like uh, find the girl repay the debt thing? Yeah, the debt was like he was in debt and he sold Elizabeth right to comstock right like i guess that memory was like repressed or something which is why he doesn't remember any any of it
1: yeah it was just i don't know because like i know when i played it i played it like a little late like i don't know three or four months like after everyone else had so like everyone was talking about bioshock Mm -hmm. infinite's ending is like the best ever and i loved original bioshock and i even like bioshock too so i don't know i was just like expecting something else i guess or was expecting it to be a little more cohesive Mm. it to me it just felt very like twist for the sake of a twist kind of thing yeah
0: (laughs) so you're not into the m night Shyamalan style no (laughs) (laughs) all right good to know (laughs) don't watch the village (laughs) i have and i
1: was very disappointed
0: (laughs) what other what other ones kind of jumped out to you as not not satisfying endings I think we'd be
2: remiss if we didn't mention Mass Effect three. Oh for yeah, that's disappointing a classic, classic disappointing yeah. ending right there. I think yeah.
0: it needs to be brought up because it actually did get redone. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: Yeah, that was you're even... talking about Game of Thrones fans petitioning. That was like the original Yeah,
0: see that's what happened. So that gets redone and now everybody thinks they can petition to have all this shit remade. Like wasn't it they think it doesn't really cost redone, millions and millions of dollars. Wasn't it they what? like threw in, they threw in like a cutscene, and they threw in like an extra ending or something.
1: Yeah, like, I don't think they didn't really like.
0: It wasn't really. Yeah, it was like a
1: proper redo.
0: But I remember the backlash for that because wasn't the whole thing is again I admittedly I have not played the Mass Effect series, but my roommate in college was a huge fan, and I do remember because he was playing Mass Effect three our senior year when we were living at the apartment, and I it was hilarious because at the time uh, the girl I was dating she went into his room. And hilariously, like, right as he's getting to the end of the game, she kicked the Xbox and it unplugged. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. So, naturally, he was very upset. But then he saw the ending and he was like, honestly, like, I wish you just left it unplugged after he saw it. the ending. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... I heard that it was just famously like well that was it because it, yeah, it made the, very, the it kind of gave like, like the illusion of choice almost like cuz right, all the choices was, almost it was didn't exactly mean anything.
1: That that yeah, was the problem. It's like
0: the uh, yeah,
2: it's like the origin of like the okay, you pick the green or the blue or the red ending. And so yeah. like, they're all just like basically the same but different like right. color schemes.
1: And this is like a franchise that built itself on role playing and player choice matters and yeah. It yeah, comes everything down to like you yeah. ABC. And like basically the outcome was essentially the same with like Yeah. Like a there's few no minor meaningful details. difference. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so all all these like incredible incredibly like difficult choices you had to make building up to it really didn't amount to anything. So I think I think that's really where the backlash came in. Mm.
0: I don't know if I can think of anything like off the top of my head that I was like really unhappy with. Like it's, it's it's not so much that I've never had a game and I was like, oh, that kind of sucks, but, like, nothing that's, like, jumping out to me where I was really disappointed with how the game came to an end. I, honestly, I'd say, like, maybe, probably, like, Vanilla Destiny 1 and 2, like, both of those. I just felt like the endings were, like, unsatisfying yeah, for the build-up. that's... Uh- I don't even know. It's, to it's just those, tough. Cause it's like, yeah. Cause that's a, tough. Like it's, I don't expect much from those. They're not but, supposed to be like, they should be
2: more like meaningful, but it's like, it's supposed to be like, Oh, the story will continue. With,
0: right. Yeah. Right. War Which by, is a real bummer. Cause I just remember with a uh, Dominus Gaul, that was the lamest final boss battle I've ever fought. Like me and Manny just peppered him with bullets and he died so quickly. I was like, that was it. Uh, that was the guy the whole time. Him. So, Like, things like that have always just kind of left me feeling like, eh. Yeah. But I, I can't really think of... Especially recently with any of the games that I've actually shelled out money to get. I can't think of any that have let me down. I'd say the only one right now where... It's not that I'm even disappointed. It's just that I haven't been able to really get sucked into it. Like, the only one recently the past couple of years is like Days Gone. Like, that was a game I was really hyped for. And then when I got my hands on it, I just... I haven't really jumped in and like really felt the urge to fully jump in but other than that like every game i've played i've been like all right that was a pretty you know relatively enjoyable experience i'd say like maybe uh shadow of war probably the the mortar game just because like once you got the the ending it wasn't really the ending it became this outrageous grind fest that promoted the use of microtransactions and that game that game just kind of pissed me off because the first one uh was it Shadow of Mordor, so that one, the one that came out a few years ago on PS4 and uh, Xbox One, that one was awesome. Like, the concept is cool. The combat was amazing. And then this one just felt like it did all the things that Shadow of Mordor did and then tried to tweak it just a little bit to make it annoying. Mm -hmm. Like, in Shadow of Mordor, you could obviously recruit people to fight for you, but then in Shadow of War, they introduced the backstabbing mechanic where randomly, with no warning and no way to prevent it, people you turn would just show up and turn up against you. And also, people you killed, they'll just show up again and be like, hey, I'm back to fuck you up. Like, right after you had just battled, like, a a horde of people. So, that game just let me down in a lot of different ways. But the ending was one of them, because once you got to the end, you're like, oh, shit, it's really not the end. I now need to do this stupid grind fest. And it was very unsatisfying. I... I (laughs) Glad I didn't pay full price for that game.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty shitty. I had one. I guess I could say, like, Skyrim. Even though the game's, like, it's not really a definitive ending for the game. But, But like, the main main quest. Main quest. quest. Oh, yeah. It's just so forgettable. Yeah.
0: Strong, strong
2: agree. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like you beat it and you're like, "Mm, that's done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) okay. It's just, just like... Let's go do the interesting stuff now. <laughs> like, like, yeah,
0: because yeah, you're so powered up by then that the fight with Alduin is just like, it's laughable. Yeah, you just, like, you just you shout at him and, br- him, and then you just wail on him for like,
2: yeah, yeah, three minutes with like your like five other dudes that are there wailing on him.
3: And yeah, and
0: if you conj- if you do conjuration, conjure up a Jamora lord, that fucker will yeah. do some work. <laughs> 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 yeah, I was very disappointed with that because. I was expecting Alduin to be a pretty cool, tough sure. dragon to beat. Yeah. He was not.
2: <laughs> another dragon, literally just yeah. another dragon.
0: Yeah, cuz that was we were going to talk about this in the boss fight one, but we obviously just talked about all the great boss fights. <laughs> but yeah, no. That was one of the reasons I was disappointed with the main quest because like that boss fight was just such a letdown. Like Parthanax, just talking to him was a lot cooler than fighting Alduin.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, I'm I'm like a little I I'm, I'm a little reluctant to mention this because you just picked up Dragon Age Inquisition, but this is like this is like a half and half one. Okay, S- okay. So okay. the end of base Dragon Age Inquisition is like it's not terrible, but like it is pretty like oh, womp womp. And there's like there's like this after credit stinger that's like what? That's like really good. But like the the final boss and everything, obviously I'm not going to give you details. I don't want to spoil it for you, but it's just kind of like oh, okay. But okay. the problem was, the problem was they wanted you to buy the Trespasser DLC, which is the actual end to the game. So I think for you, Steve, since you'll probably just play it back to back, it'll be like way better. I had to wait for Trespasser to come out because Trespasser is the proper end to the game and is really good, and is like really interesting and has some really emotional moments and it's great. So that was like, it was it like they might as well have just ended it with like. Please buy *Trespasser* coming out in March or whenever it came out, because it was just classic
0: uh, EA Bioware moves. Yeah, it
1: was just like, oh, okay, that's that's the ending, I guess. And then I got *Trespasser*, and I was like, oh, that's the ending. Like, all right, yeah, so that's that's good to know. Yeah, that's why when you were asking what to get, I was like, well, you have to get *Trespasser*. I don't. The other two DLCs are neither here nor there, but you have to play *Trespasser*.
0: Oh yeah, I got the Game of the Year edition, so I'll be playing through. You got all of them, okay? So. Good. I'm looking forward to it. So I am now I'll know just not to be too disappointed with that ending just, and just go right into the just DLC. Just go right into the DLC, yeah. Perfect. So we've kind of gone over all of the the good, the bad, and the ugly here of these endings. I feel like we kind of have similar but a little bit different takes on like what we think is like the thrilling ending. Like I feel like we all kind of like to have a little bit of our expectations subver- subverted, but we also like to see sensible character conclusions. Like, it needs to fit. And we also, in my case, I like to be kicked in the gut a little bit in regards to Metal Gear Solid 2 because that was a mindfuck of an ending. But, all in all, we also agree that the bad endings can really ruin a great game. (laughs) (laughs) So if anybody out there, if you guys have some endings that you want to talk about that really stuck out to you, give us a call at 347-509-5620. And with that, it's time to move into the final segment of the show for this week. It's just voicemail bonanza. We have so many messages. We got mail. And the voicemails are brought to you by Evil Tim. Evil Tim Industries is the number one provider of voicemail services in the country. They don't have great service, but they are the number one provider. And that's why they don't have great service. Because they keep nickel and diming you (laughs) with fees to try to get you to purchase better packages however the packages don't really exist that's evil tim industries and that's our voicemail provider <laughs> thank you evil tim thank you you're the best all right so we got a bunch of voicemails here like i said we got four unless someone left one while we've been recording so i'm going to play these in the order that we received them the first one is from our friend horizons pd he's a great member of the community and he's also on twitch i believe it's twitch.tv slash horizons pd so go check him out there
5: Hey guys, uh Horizon P D here, just on my way home from work with to your podcast. Uh just about the whole Twitch situation as far as viewership goes, um, where you get the, the high amount of viewers and whatever, uh, feel like a game like GTA five or whatever, um there's a lot of that is built by the streamer themselves, uh you know, Summit playing GTA five, um, or you know, the the RP simulator or whatever they have. Um, is what's getting GTA 5 its views and not the game itself. So I think there's a lot of that going in, you know, guys that built their channels, uh, to huge viewership before, uh, you know, the of probably gets a lot of viewers from Summit as well. Uh, and guys like Ninja, who wasn't as big before Fortnite, but had built his channel, uh, games like PUBG would have guys like Shroud and Dr. Disrespect, um, who would bring, you know, a lot of those hours, you know, when they're averaging 20, 25, 30,000 viewers. Uh, You know, if you have an eight-hour stream with 30,000 viewers, that's a lot of those, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of hours going in. So I'm wondering more on the fact that those games are played by the bigger streamers, let's say, that all of a sudden, you know, Apex, Shroud playing, Um, but I don't think a lot of those guys, you know, Tim, the Tatman, Ninja, whoever went to uh, Apex Legends as much as they went to Fortnite, so that's probably the traction on Twitch that it's missing is, is getting guys like that away from Fortnite and onto their game. Um, so whether it be that the viewers don't like watching the game or that the streamers don't like streaming the game. So I think you got to take a lot of that into account when it comes to uh, viewership on Twitch is not only uh, people choosing to view the game, but the people actually choosing to present the game on their channel. So, uh, yeah that's about it uh don't forget to sub the bear Uh, i've also been playing diablo 3 and uh it's kick-ass good time so all right later guys
0: thank you very much horizons and he makes up a lot of good points because yeah we didn't really bring up that too much about how when we talked about all the the twitch metrics and all that is just the you know who is playing those games and the point he brings up about how, you know, for whatever reason, those guys, the big streamers just aren't playing Apex. And so that's why you can kind of see that fluctuation. Yeah. So I think it brings up a couple of good points like, you know, is it that those streamers just for whatever reason don't like that game? And as we've seen recently, there's a lot of streamers getting paid, you know, was like up to $50,000 an hour to play some of these games. So... So maybe is it that, like, they don't like playing no, those um, games? Maybe yeah. they're not being paid to play those games? Or is it that the audience wouldn't want to watch those games? Because I think he brings up a good point to the sense that, like, does it really matter what, like, Shroud or Summit or any of them play? Like, they're going to have their audience regardless. Yeah. So I think it does rely a lot on, like, what those guys want to play or in some cases get paid to play.
1: Once you have built up your audience, I think that's true. I think when you're still building, mm-hmm. what you play is a lot more important. When you're still trying to like I get agree. a following, but like once you like somebody like Ninja, like once you have your fans, you can probably get away with playing whatever you want a lot more.
2: Yeah, I can see that. Pretty mm-hmm. because people are just yeah they're just he's just yeah. gonna get views. Well, if they
1: like your personality, no they what, like the what way what you react that? to things. Yeah, or your skill at like a certain genre or whatever, I think they're gonna tune in regardless.
0: Yeah, I agree. So thanks again, Horizons. Awesome voicemail and yeah so like you said go sub to bear bear's great as well so this next one is from our good friend jeremy and you may know him as the nerdy teacher
6: hey plus one player it's jeremy again just had to weigh in on your discussion of the best boss fights Uh, i feel like your list was great but it was kind of lacking in the retro love so my favorite boss fight of all time is the final boss of sonic the hedgehog 2 and uh, released in 1992, I think this counts as the first ever epic boss fight. Let me know if you guys can think of one that predates it. But basically, for those of you that haven't played that far in the game, uh you fight the final boss on a space station. There's a cut scene where you go up to a space station for the final battle and you have to leave Tails behind to jump up onto the space station which probably made Steve happy, probably made the fight easier. But the important thing is that means if you were playing in two-player mode, that meant you had to go it alone. Mm. Version of the game mechanics so far, there are no rings on the final level, which is called Death Egg, Uh, kind of a fun nod to Death Star. But uh, no rings means that unlike every other level in the game, you can't get hit or it's instant death. So, first, you have to fight Mecha Sonic, which felt incredibly badass. He's got all your moves and more, and, you know, it takes like 12 hits to bring him down, and you can only get hit once. Uh, Keeping in mind, this is a game that predated saving, or it didn't even have a password system. So, you have to, like, go through the whole thing or start over from the beginning. And uh, if you manage to bring down mm-hmm. Mecha Sonic, then you fight Mecha Robotnik, and he filled the screen. back in the days of 16-bit gaming, I'd never seen a character that big, let alone a boss fight. It was so So epic. And if you bring him down, the space station starts to explode, and you have to run to escape it, and you jump out into the sky, and there's this really somber moment where Sonic is plunging to the Earth and kind of accepting his death, and then Steve's favorite boy, Tails, flies up and catches him triumphantly. Or even better, if you <laughs> got all the Chaos Emeralds in the bonus levels, you become supersonic uh, when that happens. And so instead of landing on Tales of Plains, you just fly alongside him, uh, proving that I guess he's not needed after all. So I just remember as a kid just thinking that was <laughs> so incredible. The whole thing was so cinematic and was nothing like anything I'd ever seen before. So... Had to give it a shout-out. Hope someone else who's listening can relate to just how amazing the final boss of Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is. All right, guys. Thanks for letting me share. Thanks for everything. And I look forward to hearing from you real soon.
0: Thank you, as always, Jeremy. And I got to say, I when we were talking about that topic, it was on my list of ones to talk about. But there were just others that I ended up gushing about. And as you all heard, we talked about ad nauseum about (laughs) the boss fights but i totally agree that was one of the coolest boss fights because again like sonic 2 i played it when i was a young kid then played again like when i was in college and that's when i really started to appreciate a little bit more was like when i played through it in college because as a kid you just get frustrated when you're getting your ass kicked by you know mech sonic and (laughs) mech giant dr robotnik but it, i remember like <laughs> when you first see how big he is you're like what the fuck because most yeah. of the time he's just been using these like little beep bot machines that you've been right. knocking out pretty easy and then he's just stomping around in this thing and i was like good <laughs> lord where did this come from yeah there's definitely a place
2: for those old uh, older retro bo- bosses oh yeah uh, especially like I, I get what he means like that's like the first like big epic like sort of pixel pixel art boss yeah Cause like I I that's another that's one of those bosses I have a soft spot for. If you ever played like the Metal Slug series, I've like, played bosses, a little bit,
0: but I not I've never played like enough of it to remember it really. That's the
2: pinnacle of like pixel art, like uh, character yeah. models. I feel like S- specifically the bosses, because if you just like just like look them up, just like like it's unbelievable, like the amount of like detail and moving pieces that they like they put into those. Because those are like hand like not handmade but like they like basically right. drew them out like even like using pixels like yeah pixels yeah literally <laughs> and like each piece of it is like a separate thing and they all have to like move together and it's like it's just that on an aesthetic yeah level. i agree there's some pretty fantastic just some pretty like fantastic yeah roles.
0: and when he comes stomping on that screen I, that's a jaw-dropping moment when you're like seven years old playing <laughs> <the game. laughs> oh yeah For so sure. definitely great call jeremy Thank you as always for the voicemail. And so the next one, we got Rien or Green Bean Orion, whatever, whatever she's going to show up as in the
4: transcript. <laughs> What's up, plus one? This is Green Bean Orion, as Google Translate likes to call me. Uh, I literally called to just agree with Christine about the Mass Effect DLCs, but also want to give a shout-out to the Leviathan DLC and 2, as well as the Shadow Broker. I think Mass Effect probably has the best DLC of any game that I've ever played. It's that kind of DLC that you could totally play the full game, you get a complete experience, but the DLC is, like, built for fans of the series. It could just add so much more. And anybody who says Citadel is not a good DLC is an idiot. It's pure fan (laughs) service, and it's so good. Uh, Also, I wanted to shout out for multiplayer DLC, the Black Ops zombie maps that they came out with. They always came out with really cool new maps, and you had to really, like, spend a lot of time figuring out the best ways to play it over the years black Ops and call of duty kind of fell off of my radar um but i always enjoyed those releases love what you guys are doing super hard agree with christine on mass effect dlc looking forward to the next episode
0: thank you very much for that one Rian. see i don't know much about the mass effect ones so you guys might have to touch on that
1: one i i totally agree with her they're definitely some of the best dlcs out there
0: They, they are good if there's
2: one I could disagree on—it's the Leviathan one, just because I don't like that they had to like explain the Reapers. Oh, words. okay. <laughs> I felt like that—that that was I think excessive. That's fair. It's just like I like that they were just like this mysterious, yeah, like almost right, Lovecraftian right. sort of like entities that just it just existed since the dawn of time. It's like no one even knows like where they came from. They have just yeah. been around for so long. And then just to be like, oh no, there was like the species, and then they like these, they made the first Reaper, and like that's the reason they look like big cephalopods is because they're big yeah. like, giant squid people.
0: So we got a good trend with the voicemails. First we had the Twitch one, then the boss fight one, the DLC one, and now we get a call from longtime friend of the show, Reese, and he's got like a mix of like DLC and boss oh. fights in his voicemail. So let's let's hear what Reese has to say.
3: Hey players, this is Reese calling in. And I've got a twofer for you. I almost had the perfect voicemail for your DLC episode in reference to the Bosses episode, not knowing that you were doing a DLC. But here you go. Uh, so I was going to call in since Manny, as we all know, is busy hacking the Gibson. Uh, you don't have any resident Dark Souls fanatic on, on your squad. So I'm going to call in and uh, let you know about the Bosses in the Dark Souls series and Bloodborne. Uh, there's so many phenomenal bosses, but three of my favorites come from the spectacular DLCs for those games. And the Dark Souls series and Bloodborne all have excellent examples, superlative DLCs. This is what additional paid content should look like. And uh three of my favorite bosses in Dark Souls 3, the Ashes of Ariandel expansion has Sister Frida, which is... Just a phenomenal fight. And then the Ringed City, the second DLC, ends with a fight against Slave Knight Gale, which is, again, one, one of my favorite battles. And I, I haven't done it without taking a hit, but uh, I came really close when I, when I was trying. And that was just always, always fun to go challenge him. I, w- I would sit out there and get summoned repeatedly so I could uh, keep going on that fight. And then in Bloodborne, the old Hunter's DLC, not the final fight of this one, but Lady Maria of the Astral Clock Tower may be my single favorite boss fight ever. It is dynamic. It is fast. You have to think smart and play smart. And she's just a really cool character with a really cool story. A hunter like you. And... um, not necessarily evil, but currently in your way, and we know what happens to people that are in your way in the soul games. <laughs> uh, and then, since you did the DLC uh, conversation, I'm just going to give a big shout-out to the Octo Expansion for Splatoon 2, was just a major <laughs> dose of single-player goodness for one of the freshest games out there. So, if you're a Splatoon fan, and you haven't gotten the Octo Expansion yet, you You owe it to yourself. Um, And everybody should also go watch the trailer for it if you haven't seen it. It it came out a while back, but uh, it's got a new song from Off the Hook called Nasty Majesty. And uh, it it is fresh. There's no other word for it. Just fresh. All right. Keep up the good work, players. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you so much, Reese. It was great to hear your voice again. And so yeah, he's right. Like we don't have the resident Dark Soul boy anymore. I don't because very he's true. hanging on Chernobyl, Red as we like saw. It. But uh, no, I know Matto, you and myself, we both been doing our our best to try to play these games. Doing some dad. I need to get. I, admittedly, I do need to fire up Bloodborne again. It, like honestly, I haven't been gaming too much recently because I've just been fucking reading, which is like a first for me. So I do need to get back into the to the old Bloodborne because Reese did offer very graciously to help me take down that cleric beast. So next time I'm on there, I'm going to, I'm going to summon Reese so he can show me the ways in Bloodborne and I can actually make it further than the first fucking part of the game. (laughs) 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 But I appreciate that because like, that is the one thing I can appreciate about those games is the boss battles. They do require like a lot of actual thinking. Oh yeah. And like, it is when you do beat some of these enemies, it is very satisfying. Like I know, you know, in the past, like we kind of knocked on it because it's like, yeah, it is frustrating after a bit, and there are times where I do need to, like, you know, just straight up put the game down and just not look at it because I'm just gonna get mad. But when you do have that little bit of victory, you're like, man, that really, that was worth it. You know? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I got to do the same. I got <laughs> I fell off the the Dark Souls bandwagon.
0: It's tough. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just tough.
2: I'll get, I, I get. It's not even that. Like I hit a wall. I just was like, I don't know. I just just kind of stopped and then. <laughs> I'll probably pick it up again eventually, but I was like, "Eh, I'm good and ready. (laughs) That's
0: how I feel about Bloodborne. It'll, it'll, it'll happen on my own time though. On my own time. Thank you all. Horizons, Jeremy, Rianne, Reese. Thank you so much for your voicemails. If any of you out there also would like to call in with anything on any of the past topics we've talked about or anything we talked about tonight, give us a call at three, four, seven, five, zero, nine, five, six, two, zero. And with that, it is time to wind down episode 81, but before we do, we have some shout-outs because it is the last episode of the month, so here's to all of our amazing Patreon supporters, and of course, they are Alex Mill, Brian Christensen, Corey Porter, Darren Simmons, David Campos, Derek Hauser, Ernesto Martinez, Evil Tim, Greg Kearney, Liz Rodriguez, Matua, Antoine Bear, Merovingian, Nerdiest Brands, Rian Malesky, Remy Archibald, Richard Bresenhan, a.k.a. Tootloot, our good buddy Toot, Missy Toot, we haven't heard from you in a little bit, blink twice if you're okay sandra tambo taryn the better one martinez the hashtagonist vincent thomas and the one and only phase thank you all so much for your support month in and month out we really appreciate what you give us because we can't do a lot of the stuff we do without you so thank you so much And keep an eye out because it's getting close to the beginning of next month, which means bloopers are on the way. So if you would like to join up with these amazing Patreon supporters, and you'd also like to see some funny bloopers every month, head on over to patreon.com slash plus one player. And if you're feeling generous, throw us a buck or two because every dollar you give us, will go right back to the show to make it the best podcast it can possibly be. If you've enjoyed this episode or any other episode, head on over to whatever podcast service that you listen to us on, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Podcast Attic, Pocket Cast, whatever it is, leave us a like, subscribe to us, and write us a review. It goes a long way, and we really appreciate the support. And so, it's time to close out episode 81. We hope that you have enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed making it for you. And as always, wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, we appreciate you. And we will talk to you all very soon. That ending was beautiful. I also wonder, like, if either of them had an allergy to pollen. They would have just been fucked in that field. Just absolutely fucked. Yes.
2: Oh my God. Yeah. Can you imagine? I kind of want to go. Like, I know. Just sh- like. Sorry. <laughs> 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 it's
0: the newest Punching each other. Sneeze. <laughs>